0: That's right. Triumphant return.
1: Finally, A eh? to Z coming Jesus. back at you. Took us forever, but we finally. Got, I knew we were going to come back eventually. Did you? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Some people had lost hope. I think.
1: I, I don't blame them. That was. We were dealing with some shit there, man.
0: They thought we were being delayed as much as Cyberpunk.
1: <laughs> nice. Good. Good tie-in. Oh, well, thank, thank done. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, we're finally back. Thank you guys again for sticking with us there through that long uh, break that we had. Apologize. It makes you feel any better. We're both very healthy. There was not a corona scare or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Uh, it was more just a mental health thing for me. So. Yeah. And then uh, it just kept like... It was like the, we skipped one week because I was really depressed. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be very good on, on, on the mic. And then it was like the next week, I was still very depressed. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, God, I have to record, though. And then like that just compounded on each other. And I just kept feeling worse and worse. Gotcha. And I'm like, I don't want to come back with such a long wait and have a shitty episode, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I want to make it good, and then, like, that just kept compounding. Then I realized, like, pretty much all of our episodes suck anyway, so who gives a fuck? There we go. Yeah, let's just go for it, right? we finally convinced, you. So It's not like we're good. Spotify's not knocking down our our door. We're good, man. I mean, we're on there, though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on all platforms that cast pods. Ooh. Thanks to Anchor, Anchor FM. Oh, okay. Cheap pop we're gonna start making some money here soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've been getting emails about it. We oh, yeah? we can apparently start uh advertising here soon, which I'm oh. very excited for. All right. So, so
0: we're gonna have some ad read breaks. Yeah. Okay. Well
1: what was nice though during the giant break is that we started like hearing from uh listeners. Oh yeah? Of our show or yeah, like oh. of of our show. Oh, okay. Like people being like, Hey, you know, when's the next episode coming out? Like we have some new fans now and stuff and it's well, again, I don't want to call them fans. We have new listeners now and that's Okay, okay. That's pretty crazy, man. Like it it honestly sort of uh it's i mean crazy i guess it's just the only word i can yeah. use i could use for it. it i mean it
0: lifted you out of the depression it,
1: it worked a little bit yeah honestly it did in a in a way because it's like i sometimes forget that me you and emma aren't the only ones who listen to this podcast you know what i mean it,
0: it is very odd to think about sometimes yeah
1: and then like i hear like people you know we have like uh you know kevin listens to it mr strange listens to our podcast every now sure. and then yeah. uh, we we just recently had uh a nice uh, Twitter talk with um, oh, what's his name, Josh? Yeah, yeah, Josh. Who uh, I've never met in my life. <laughs> he's killed you twice on camera. Yeah, it's so a big shout out of course, to Josh. Yeah, one and a half. One and okay, fair. One and a half times on camera. It's so a big shout out to Josh. I've never met him before, and he's like tweeting, like, "Hey, when are you guys gonna get back together?" Like these uh, the, these episodes have been awesome, and it shocks me to know that people who haven't met me still find me funny because I'm like, "Where the fuck were you guys ten years ago?" Maybe I wouldn't be this way. When I was first mm. starting doing fucking stand-up, it would have helped.
0: You know. All things come in time.
1: <laughs> Granted, I, I wasn't very funny back then either, so I think I've gotten better at it. I would hope so. Couldn't get much worse, right? <sighs> fucking A. oh Yeah, what am I going to be? The next fucking... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not as good as, say, uh, I don't know, who's the greatest comedian ever? Hannah Gadsby. <laughs> like, I'm no Hannah Gadsby, but I do look like her hmm. so there's that <laughs> kind of like, today yeah
0: you a little bit too
1: yeah i mean we're, we're both like chubby white dudes
0: so mm-hmm. rocking the denim
1: i you know what you leave my denim out of this <laughs> i wear a lot of denims. Never. i have denim jackets i have denim shirts
2: mm-hmm.
1: old canadian tuxedo i try to not triple up on them i do wear a denim jacket and jeans a lot but i always wear jeans i don't really have any other pants that aren't jeans to be honest with you yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen you without. I think I have like one pair of dress pants that yeah. I wear to like weddings. Like I mean, you know, Daniel and Rachel's wedding, I had right, dress right. pants on.
0: I'm stopping to think right now. I don't know if I've ever seen you in shorts.
1: I wear shorts every now and then. Do you? I'm yeah. So. I mean, like, even in like
0: Ball's hot summer,
1: you're wearing jeans. I've worn shorts
0: over here a couple of times. Okay, I just block it from my memory, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta wear shorts every now and then to show off my sweet tats. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I'm so badass. That's true. I have seen your your leg uh Leg work. My third leg? Yeah. It's called my penis. Oh. <laughs> and cut at 4.30. And end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, guys, sorry again for um the big wait there. Yeah. I apologize. It's pretty much 100% on on me.
0: And you know what? We we don't need to leave them hanging anymore here, buddy, because we left off the last podcast saying that we were going to watch something
1: oh, God that on. was a... Yeah. This you know,
0: it. we left them hanging, and you gotta, you gotta this face your fears here. Let's
1: let's do our quick intros there first, okay? Before, okay. Okay. This is gonna be a. It's gonna be a I, I hope you're light on uh topics because. <sighs> I mean, it's been a few weeks. so... This, this might be okay. a bit here. Yeah. I mean, you went for an hour
0: on Rise of Skywalker, so it can't be much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll edit it down. It's fine. We'll see. Okay. Uh,
1: anyway. For those of you who are new or just uh, forgot how this works because you haven't heard us in so long, this is the A to Z podcast. Um, The A is sitting right across from me. That is Andrew Varble, America's sweetheart himself. Hello. He uh, handles all the topics, does all the editing, pretty much runs this podcast. And then I am the Z. I am Zach Melcher, America's favorite failed comedian. And I am the one who just sort of yells into a microphone for about an hour and a half and tries to be funny. And every now and then I'm funny for about five minutes. It's pretty tight. Yeah, more or less. You got it. It's not bad. It's like playing slots. Hmm, but at yeah. least the podcast is free. That's true.
0: <laughs> well, you know, besides all the alcohol we have to put into you.
1: I, I pay for that. Thank you very much. I'm
0: I'm just saying somebody has to pay mm-hmm. for it. It's oh not totally God, free. We should set
1: up a Patreon just for like Zach's beer fund. Oh, see there how you much go. much money we could raise. Okay. would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we just, you know, we sit here and we talk about a lot of our subjects that we like, comic books, movies, video games, TV shows, anything else that runs into the fucking deep void that is my mind.
0: Yeah, Basically anything I think is going to amuse you or get a big reaction from you. So. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then also, I, for some reason, will every now and then come in with something I already want to yell about anyway. Yeah. And then I just throw everything off for about 20, 30 minutes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, that's how it works. Okay. Uh, I'm the Z, he's the A, and let's get into it. All right. So we uh, sat down and we watched through Joker. We watched through the King of Comedy Part 2, <laughs> the kingening. It, uh, is shit. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we. I thought you said you were going to be more eloquent on this. We finally, people were finally able to get me to sit down and watch the Joker mm-hmm. movie.
0: Voted for what, like seven months ago, Fuck, eight man. months ago in Just a Twitter about, poll, if not more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, was
1: very excited for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Batman fan. Have been pretty much my entire life, and consider the Joker to be one of the greatest comic book villains ever written. And so Todd Phillips, you may know him from the Hangover movies. No wait, was that Todd Phillips? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was okay. So yeah, the mastermind behind the uh, cinematic masterpieces that are known as the Hangover movies with such films as The Hangover and The Hangover Part 2 and The Hangover Part 3. <laughs> so, you know, he's really creative. Um he's directed those. I'm sure he's directed other shit.
0: Yeah, uh, Road Trip. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to look up here and see what else he's doing. Yeah,
1: there. go ahead. We can take a second. Okay. All right, you got to hold up now? I do. All right, cool.
0: So, yeah, started with Road Trip in 2000.
1: Which is an okay movie. Okay.
0: He went on to do Old School in 2003.
1: That's that's not bad. Yeah? Everybody likes Old School. It's a pretty good film.
0: The following year, he did Starsky and Hutch in 04.
1: <clears throat> now, that movie, I'm kind of torn on. Okay. Because it's obviously a soulless bullshit uh, remake. Mm-hmm. But there is a bit of heart to it. There's a, It's kind of a fun film. I wouldn't okay. say it's good, but, you know, if you've got nothing else to do on a Saturday and you want to, like, I don't know, smoke a joint and watch something stupid, watch mm-hmm. Starsky and Hutch, like, there's worse films you could watch. Okay. Like The Joker.
0: And then he uh, capped in on the uh, last part of the 15 minutes of fame of John Hader from Napoleon Dynamite Ooh. and did uh, School for Scoundrels in 2006.
1: I've... Oh, I do remember Where that, Billy that movie. Bob is, Thornton yes, that movie teaches him how to be uh, Yeah, his mom is Susan player. Sarandon, who's super hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie's um, fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. Then he does The Hangover in 09. Ooh, which I mean, the first Hangover is actually a pretty funny
0: movie. It is. Uh, then he goes on the next year in 2010 to do Due Date.
1: Zach Galifianakis oh, and Robert with, Downey yeah, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. That movie is uh, pretty shit. Okay, yeah, I never seen it, but I saw that movie it. for free and still felt ripped off. Then <laughs> we do uh, Hangover 2 in 2011. Oh, man, he was just killing it. Hangover
0: 3 in 2013. Oh, fucking nailing him out. And then he does War Dogs in
1: 2016. I actually kind of like that flick. Do you? Okay. It's not bad. Right. It's Have okay. It's like... Lord of War is better, but War Dogs is still pretty good. Okay. And then, of course, Joker in 2019. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, very uh, s- uh, storied past Clearly, I mean, basically our generation's Kubrick. Let's be honest here. The guy just gets filmmaking. Yeah, really. It's definitely not, he's just decent at finding funny actors to do a scene, and then he just shoots everything very normal and lets it just sort of run. He's 100% a a creator, not just a director. (sighs) Fucking Todd Phillips. (sighs) So yeah, then he directs this movie called uh, Joker which was named incorrectly. what it really is is um, a remake of a film called The King of Comedy or King of Comedy uh, with Robert De Niro, directed by Martin Scorsese it was hmm. around uh, the guy that's in
0: this movie, Robert de Niro yeah yeah he actually hmm.
1: is in this movie, which makes me even sadder. <laughs> um, and uh, you know it's it's a classic Scorsese film. It's pretty much around the same t- uh, timeline or not timeline, but like the same sort of story as uh, uh, taxi. Uh taxi driver. driver, yeah. <laughs> yeah, taxi driver, sorry. I got totally lost over a <laughs> second. I was thinking of another shitty comedian <laughs> named fucking uh um fuck, what's his name? Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman, who I I don't like. I'll get into that later. <laughs> so uh King of Comedy, the original, it's this film. It's a typical, beautifully shot, wonderfully written, Scorsese film about just like a central character and his descent into madness just like taxi driver which i mean if you haven't seen taxi driver pause this podcast and go watch taxi driver it's one of the greatest made films in the history of film i mean it's 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 fucking top 10 probably in terms of storytelling acting cinematography music all of that everything that a movie should be Mm -hmm. taxi driver has all of it it's an amazing flick and it's also De Niro just being De Niro, acting his fucking dick off because he's the man. So that happened. And then Scorsese really enjoys doing sort of like one character, almost not biographies because they're not real people, but kind of like character study films. Mm-hmm. So he does another one. Or did King of Comedy come out before Taxi Driver? I think it was after Taxi Driver.
0: Or all well, fact check here. I'm
1: pretty sure it was Taxi Driver first and then King of Comedy was like three or four years later.
0: Taxi Driver is 76 King of Comedy is 82
1: Okay, so it's like eight years later I thought they were closer, That's, uh, closer. Six six, oh, six years, whatever, I don't do math <laughs> um, So yeah, uh, King of Comedy uh, It's a very, it's not a very well-known film I know, like, even you had never really heard of it and yeah. I mean, you're a guy who's on my my kind of level When it comes to, like, film knowledge because they're both fucking giant movie nerds. Yeah, uh, King of Comedy is this great movie where De Niro plays this guy who is obsessed with a... He's obsessed with television in general. And the storytelling of television and things like that. And obsessed with this one actor slash like late night host. And all he wants to do is get on his show and meet him and be friends with him. I mean, he, he almost turns into, like a weird surrogate father figure for, uh, for uh, De Niro's character. And then, of course, you get the slow descent into madness as, like, he... Basically, the whole idea of King of Comedy is this crazy person, played by De Niro, named Arthur, by the way. So they didn't even fucking change that up. Uh, he is... The whole point of the film is actual reality fighting against his, like, sort of perception of reality, where he kind of just sees everything as a... Like a sitcom slash like TV movie kind of thing where it's you know it's all supposed to work out like that, and in fact they they do the same thing um, not the same thing but there is a a second character much like the black chick and Joker where she he has that with her but the thing kind of makes sense because he's trying to have a relationship like they're on a TV show basically like there are times where he'll stop and kind of. He almost spikes the camera a couple times because Scorsese is a genius. <laughs> like he's looking to do like almost the office look sort of like, "Uh, oh, like you got to wait for the 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 sitcom audience to stop applauding or laughing or whatever." Cuz this guy is just slowly fucking descending and becoming crazy. But nobody's ever heard of this movie. Most people know Taxi Driver, not a lot of people know King of Comedy. They're very similar films.
0: Okay.
1: And it's just it's something that Scorsese likes to do. He likes to do kind of character pieces. And watching Descends into Madness because he's a fantastic storyteller, which means he's a little bit crazy. So anyway, smash cut to 2019. Uh, we get Todd Phillips, as we just you know, we just yelled all his credit credentials out, you know how great of a filmmaker he is. He decides to make a remake of King of Comedy. But obviously soulless Hollywood is like, no one has ever seen that fucking movie, so no. <laughs> so then he gets he calls DC, who's the second worst next to Disney, and is like, hey, I want to make King of Comedy. Let me use the Joker name, and then we'll sell it we'll make a shit ton of money. And they said yes. And then I woke up in a cold sweat that same night... And I had a panic attack. <laughs> it's a disturbance in the force. It was worse than that. It was like a thousand voices crying out for help, and then they were suddenly silenced. So anyway, they make this movie. I'm using air quotes. Uh, I shouldn't use air quotes. It is a movie. It is. I'll get into this. But they make this movie. I immediately don't want to see it. I think we. I think we did breakdowns of the original trailers, even mm-hmm. the teaser trailers and things like that. It's in old episodes. I immediately am not for this whatsoever. Did not like it. Did not like the idea of telling a different story and just using the Joker name to sell a movie. I don't like that. Because, again, like I said, this is a character that I enjoy a lot. And then you've turned him into product placement, essentially. You did product placement for... You did title placement. Yeah. You were just trying to sell tickets to use the name Joker. And somehow, this movie fucking blows up. Everyone loves it It and wins fucking awards somehow which i'm still i'm not sure how that shit happened but okay uh yeah there's shit tons of uh articles written about it and there's one lone voice on the internet saying that this is just fucking cheap and bullshitty it was me it was the z he was the one doing it the z was there standing in the fountain of truth Standing against your bullshit, empty corporate lies, and you couldn't tell me what to do. And I was, I reviewed the movie without even seeing it originally. I think when it first won awards, we even did this on an episode where I was like, It was right after I had watched it. Yeah, it was right after you had watched it. I think we did a whole bit where, like, I guessed shit and you just told me if I was right or not. Mm-hmm. And I was right on about 75 to 80% of it. Pretty close to that. Just yeah. by watching three trailers and knowing how Hollywood works. So, of course, all of our listeners demand that I watch this so that I can fucking... I'm assuming they want me dead. I think they wanted me to have like a... I thought they yeah. yeah, like an anger-induced aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Like we'd be about an hour into the film and the blood would run down to my nose mm-hmm. and I would just fall face forward and be yeah. just fucking dead. They would
0: just hear a loud pop and just <laughs> your blood vessels in your brain.
1: Just drop dead at your feet and they'd be like, that was the last episode. Mm. Thanks, Joker. Yeah. Ain't it a laugh. <laughs> um, so... And I put it off for as long as I could. <laughs> yeah. I did every excuse in the book to oh, not yeah. watch this fucking film, and we eventually did.
0: And really, let, let's call him out. It's fucking Daniel's fault. He's this, the one that is, he's the one that got all this ball rolling. Daniel,
1: yeah. I mean, Daniel and Rachel have you know, recently started listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and they enjoy it, and we thank them for their support, and we love them very much. But also, fuck them, <laughs> because Daniel's immediately like, oh, I gotta watch Zach watch this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait. I wanna wait. be there when he sees it. Like I gotta see his. I I want to watch the last bit of hope in his soul die, die in his eyes. Watch him glass over like a goldfish. He calls my
0: music shitty, so I'm gonna watch as he, (laughs) (laughs) as he sees something truly shitty, and then he won't realize my music is bad. He's
1: like, oh my my music shitty. Here's one of your favorite characters being raped. (laughs) It was essentially like, do you remember the South Park episode where they did the whole uh, Indiana Jones cr- Crystal mm-hmm. Skull episode where oh, it was yeah. just Steven Spielberg and George Lucas raping Indiana Jones on a uh, uh, pinball table? Yeah. like a, a, Accused. Yeah, like the accused. That's basically what Daniel wanted to watch for me. And in a way, he kind of got it. Mm-hmm. And our original plan was, because we watched this like two weeks ago, I think. Uh, it was like three or four. Three weeks? Three, yeah. Okay, it was even longer than that. I've, I've just pretty much fucking wiped it out of my memory. I don't care. Yeah, it'll be
0: four weeks tomorrow.
1: Okay, it's so about four weeks ago. We sat down and we watched this movie uh, pretty much in one sitting. I think I paused it once or twice to get a cigarette and collect my breaks, thoughts and yeah. yell outside so I didn't ruin the movie for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's a long movie, though, too,
0: so I mean, Fuck breaks yeah. are warranted.
1: What was it six, seven hours?
0: <laughs> no, it was like two hours and five minutes. Well,
1: that was only two hours? Yeah. Jesus Christ. How do you suck that hard for that long? I'm fucking marry this movie. Haha <laughs> Uh so anyway they eventually my feet were held to the fire and I watched this fucking movie. And our original plan was that we were going to record like minutes after mm-hmm. we were going to end the it fresh take. Yeah. Like everybody was going to leave the basement except for me and you so that we could just record and it was just going to be me just total Zack Rage episode that mm-hmm. everyone's excited for. Everybody loves that. Yeah. And I'm here to I say I wasn't going
0: to listen to it. I'm just going to put it out unedited cuz yeah. I don't want to, you know, subject myself to that.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I was for that idea because i I fucking came in there ready to go hard on this movie and fucking blow it up mm-hmm. and
0: but then something happened it
1: just we watched it, and this might shock you guys here. it was so fucking boring and empty and hollow and just fucking milk toast and bland and unintelligent. That I really didn't have much to say about it. This might shock you, but I was not speechless, but bored. It was just a boring movie. It's
0: pretty average, yeah.
1: It, it, it is. It's just like, I'd, I'd give it... Let's go ahead, before I get into my full review, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and just give it the rating. Yeah. I don't know, maybe 5 out of 10? Yeah. Like, somewhere in there? Sure, it's a movie. That's the where I go, yeah. The camera's pointed in the correct direction most of the time. Mm-hmm. Seems like people know their lines. Yeah, sure. It's a movie. Like I, I had no strong feelings towards it. I thought for sure it's I was gonna competent rage enough. Out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's competent. Yeah, that's the best word I could call it. I guess like, if I was gonna give it praise, I would say competent. Because I mean, it's it's fucking boring, man. Like I and I came in there ready to fucking tear it up. You gotta remember, I'm the same guy. It took me three tries to watch Suicide Squad all yeah. the way through, <laughs> and now watching Joker. I enjoy Suicide Squad more than I enjoy the Joker film, because at least Suicide Squad tried something. Did it work? Absolutely not. It was a fucking <laughs> piece of shit. But at least they tried something, man. They're like, they, they were like, let's put some kind of a spin on this and be different. It's pretty much a shot-for-shot remake of King of Comedy with a little bit of Taxi Driver thrown in there. Like, it's and then like they pepper in uh, DC names every now and then to mm. remind you you're watching a DC f- film. It, so, I apologize for not being able to give you guys a super angry, rage-filled episode about it. Because we were going to have just a full episode about it. We assumed I'd yeah. be able to go off for about an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And even I thought so. I, I came into that movie, I was jacked up, ready to go. I was oh, like, yeah. I was drinking vodka waters. And yep, I was you doing were ready shit. for mental notes. Yeah. I was getting the energy ones. I was writing shit down on my phone to like come back and call points out. And I deleted them. They were boring. They made no, they made no sense, much like the film. It's so. It's just empty. It's an empty film. It really, there's nothing going on in it, and the fact that it's won so many awards is just mind boggling to me. I don't. Maybe I'm dumb.
0: I mean, I do have to counter you there. I think it was a pretty good score. They did. They did a good job with like the the heavy violin strings and.
1: Yeah, but they were so fucking. Oh, just. What's the word I'm looking for here? What's the opposite of subtle? <laughs> <laughs> it's the least... What is it? Ham-fisted. Ham-fisted, I guess, would be a good yeah. word for it. it it's probably... Abrasive. It's probably the least subtle film I've ever seen in my life, in terms of storytelling and theme and tone. It's, like, the least subtle film ever. And it's just got this thing where... Like, I'm, I'm even mad that I don't hate it more. Because if I hated it more, I'd watch it again and like, rile myself up and we could talk about it like a year from now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do something funny with it. Uh, I'll probably never watch it again. It's so boring. And, and it's just, it's got this thing of, it's a movie, it's a dumb movie that thinks it's smart. But here's the worst part about that. It also thinks its audience is stupid. <laughs> with how one dimensional all of the characters except for Arthur, who is walking Phoenix's character that is playing the Joker. There was air quotes there. <laughs> uh except for the character of Arthur, who is two dimensional. Uh every other character in that film is one dimensional. Yeah. Does They're, not change. They do does nothing.
0: Not, yeah.
1: And it's like and then you hear about Todd Phillips only doing comedies, you're like, oh that makes sense. He doesn't know how to write background characters. He's unaware of how that would work. But it's like and, and it's it's so one dimensional. Nobody does anything in that film. Nothing happens whatsoever, really.
0: But was that part of it? Because it's all in his head.
1: Yeah, that thing. We're gonna get to that because I've I've heard that a couple times. And I'm already pissed about it. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. So, the point I was making there earlier about. It's a dumb film that, that thinks it's smart, because it, the film takes itself so seriously. Oh, yeah. In such a way that, like, for a half second there, I almost thought that maybe I was getting punked, like, maybe this is the greatest movie ever, and they did that on purpose, where it's like, oh, no, we're, like, doing, like, postmodernist ironicism mm-hmm. bullshit kind of thing, where I'm like, am I supposed to, like, fucking yeah. not buy into this, or what? Then you realize, oh no, they're just shitty screenwriters. We're
0: using this to put a spotlight on mental illness and class warfare, which
1: they don't, by the way, at uh, whatsoever. Mental illness is like, I guess, talked about in a way, but then it is shown in such poor lights and uh, uneducated light that it makes zero sense.
0: Well, that's because it's set in 1980. Like they didn't know any better back then. They
1: exactly. know a little bit more, I and mean, I mean, fucking, uh, anyway. it's being true to the time. So the whole thing I'm, I'm going to about it being like the movie takes itself so seriously. And not in like a it's a dark and you somatic, like it's a dark tone and it's so thematic. It's not that. It just it's there's it puts such empty weight on itself. The movie's hollow. It's a hollow core of a film. I would be impressed by this film if you told me it was like, Oh, Todd Phillips made this his junior year of film school. This was his senior project. I'm like, Oh, okay, like this kid's gonna learn something. Like he, he kinda gets the idea of how a film would work. It's like a movie mad lib. You know what I mean? And, and here's the thing that pisses me off the most. It thinks the audience is stupid. That's what makes me the most angry about it, is that it has to fucking take a bat or a crowbar, even. Ha ha ha. And hit you over the head with the theme and the point they're trying to make of every single scene in that movie. They just beat you in the fucking face with like do you get it now? there, It's it's as bad as fucking writing damage on the Joker's forehead. It's that fucking bad. Where it's like, do you think I'm that fucking stupid? I couldn't figure it out. And you might not get what I'm saying. Let me give you the perfect example. So, spoiler alert for the Joker movie, guys, real yeah, quick. Clearly, yeah. I should have said that earlier. I apologize. I don't think I would spoiled anything yet. I don't think so. Now I'm going to start spoiling. So, here you go. You've got three seconds to turn it off. Three, two, one. Spoilers. The scene um, when you're finally confronted with the fact that his girlfriend, finger quotes, down the hall there, doesn't know who he is, and he's just imagined that whole thing. You know, she, he like, he like breaks into her apartment or something like that. and He's sitting on her couch. She walks mm-hmm. in. And she's like, uh, "What are you doing here?" and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. She
0: freaks like, out a little more than that, but yeah, she's yeah, like, you know, "You're in the wrong apartment."
1: She yeah. doesn't freak out that hard. She's not that good of an actress. Um, she's like, "You're in the wrong apartment. I don't even know who you are." And then you think that's where the scene's gonna end, or like maybe he'll have like one look towards the camera, maybe a music sting, and then you cut to black, go to the next scene. That's how you would do it if you're a decent storyteller who knows subtlety. What the movie then does is flashes back to all the scenes they had together that we just watched 15, 20 minutes ago. It was in the same film. This isn't a sequel and shows us, not only do they show us the scenes we just watched, then they show us the scene with how it actually happened of her not being there and he's just fucking crazy. How fucking stupid do you think that I am, that I can't figure out that, oh, she wasn't there at all, he's just fucking crazy. Like It's so fucking, just dumb, water-headed, fucking nine-thumb-having bullshit storytelling of like, we gotta make sure they understand that he she wasn't actually dead. she was a figment of his imagination. It was like you guys ever seen Fight Club and uh, you know how Tyler Durden wouldn't actually exist? D- that's like it's like that. That's what happened. That, well,
0: I mean they did it in that movie too. They show you some of the scenes where he was actually They do
1: like one cut back to wherever they do the fucking when they're in the um uh the uh bathroom where they're threatening to cut the guy's nuts off. Yeah. But even then it's one quick thing. They don't take five minutes to show us scenes that we've watched already. They didn't change it. Like in Fight Club they cut back and it shows just the narrator played by Edward Norton in Tyler Durden's spots. Mm-hmm. They don't show the scene and then show you Oh, this would actually happen though too. And they don't take fifteen fucking minutes to do it either. It like I mean, now do you understand what I'm saying? Where it thinks the audience is fucking stupid? Yeah,
0: I did from the first time, but I'm just, <clears> just pointing just
1: out. It just you over the fucking head with it. And then not only that, they have to show us who the villains are a hundred fucking times. Like, we get it. The rich people are bad or whatever the fuck. It, there's like a group of yuppies who are trying to like date rape a chick and they're acting like total 80s like frat bros. are like, come on, why can't you say hi back? He's just being nice to you. Because they're on a subway or whatever. And then Arthur does something that's heroic. I think he just starts laughing or some dumb shit like that. And he's dressed like a clown. And then one of the frat bros, who's like you're supposed to think of as like this sort of uh, Gordon Gecko 1980s Wall Street greedy dudes, starts to sing "Send in the Clowns"
0: as he walks towards them menacingly.
1: <laughs> and knows all of the words to it. Find me one frat guy who kn- I don't even know the fucking words to "Send in the Clowns." What? <laughs> The fuck.
0: That's how they got in, man. That was part of their pledge.
1: Or was that part of a fucking dream, too, I assume? Oh. With this fucking bullshit. See, you...
0: now it's deep. It's getting deep.
1: And then you have to go to the fucking part where um, uh, Bruce... Or not Bruce Wayne. He's uh, in this movie? Though. Thomas Wayne, who is like... I don't even know what he was supposed to be in there. I guess technically he's supposed to take the role of the TV host and King of Comedy is really what he's sort of supposed to play. But instead of being like... Sort of offput, but trying to be nice to Arthur, he's just like immediately like punches the dude in the face when he's in a bathroom together, and he's like, "Don't ever talk to my son through a fucking wire fence again, you son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, so that way we understand that he also doesn't care about him. Hmm. Uh, and then they go so far as to have the caseworker that he has to show us how bad our mental health system is that he has to talk to all the time, and she's also just fucking atrocious and boring. She literally goes so far as to say this is an actual line from her in the movie that is people like them don't give a fuck about you arthur and to be honest they don't give a fuck about me either it's like yeah we can tell that because you shot it in a hospital that's dilapidated so you've already shown that they're clearly not putting effort towards this there's no need to then spell it out for me like i'm fucking helen keller trying to figure out what water is they should have called this movie the fucking Miracle Worker, because it's bullshit. They assume the audience is blind, deaf, dumb, retarded, and watching something else on their phone during it, because they make sure everything is laid out 1,000 fucking percent, and it irritates me, because it's so—it's a movie that thinks it's super smart. That movie is so full of pomp and like smelling its own farts the whole fucking time, but also assumes that you, as an audience member, are fucking stupid. And it's like, well, if I'm that fucking dumb, why would I watch your smart movie? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? And then the fucking music. You want to talk about subtlety? Like, every time there's something that's kind of bad happening, violins get louder. That's what happens. It's just like, uh, oh, here, Arthur, read this note. And it's like, mm hmm. And then he's like read uh, "Like your mom's fucking crazy, Bruce Way- or Thomas Wayne is not your dad. Uh, also, you suck and you have a tiny dick and the whole world hates you and uh, money is better than you and blah blah blah." And as he's reading that, and they're showing the words on the screen, and he's reading it aloud because again they think the audience can't read because we're stupid. And as he reads it more and more, and sadder and sadder things happen, the violins go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> How the fuck did this movie win awards? It's the most plain, boring, empty, hollow, unimaginative, uncreative film I've ever seen in my life. Anyone who watches this movie and then talks shit on Michael Bell- Bay films can go fuck themselves. At least Michael Bay's trying something new. Jesus Christ, he's he's got buildings exploding. What did Joker have? Bullshit violins and Walking Phoenix drops 60 pounds? I don't give a fuck. He should have dropped another 10 and killed himself. He sucks. I'd rather watch his brother's zombie corpse play this fucking movie. At least then there's something interesting going on. And then, to go forward with this, more of my review here on Joker. It has nothing to do with the character of Joker whatsoever. Except for the name, maybe, I guess. And
0: he wears purple. And it happens
1: in Gotham City. He's a
0: clown. Which, uh... He's a clown the worst
1: purpose. Is he a clown? He's a sad clown, though. In case you didn't get that, he literally takes his fingers in his mouth, puts it up to a smile, and then puts it down to a frown to let us know that he's happy and sad at the same time. Because, again, they think that we're eating paint chips instead of popcorn during, during films. Uh, I want to also point out, very quickly, not to toot my own horn here, back me up on this. Did I not call pretty much every fucking plot line and twists? Mm, not, everyone, not everyone, not that everyone, not You said
0: earlier, you you noted earlier, about seventy-five, eighty percent.
1: I had seventy-five percent just from watching the trailers, then I watched the movie. I think I hit eighty-five percent in the movie. Like I was not shocked by anything. It follows the exact track you expect it to follow. Nothing new happens. Not at at one point did I ever go, "Oh wow, that's interesting." That that thought never crossed my mind whatsoever. And I think, in fact. You even admitted to this the night that we watched it. You were like, "Yeah, no, it's not as good as I thought it was."
0: Yeah, it did lower. I don't hate it as much as you, though. No, I, I, I know you don't hate it as much as me. We all know that. It, it's, a, I think, it's a good movie still, but it's just, it does not need the the DC tie ins at all. If it was just <laughs> something else, just a random nobody, I think it would have made even more sense. Like, like it, it would have had more emotional ties to it. Yeah, you could
1: call it like a, I don't know, what's a movie like a? Uh, here's a good title for it: "The King of Comedy." No, that wouldn't even make sense. Put, like, De Niro guess, in it. Well,
0: because he did want to be a comedian, so I guess that would maybe and work. And De
1: Niro but... also uh, is 100% just collecting a paycheck during this film. He's not putting a lot of effort into this shit yeah. at all. And then the whole plot line of Arthur, or is he Joker at that point? I forget. Who cares? Uh, Him getting on that show is so lazily done. Because, you know, the, the, originally they wrote it as, like, Oh, he just he finds the YouTube clip and they show it on the TV show. But they're like, "Oh fuck, we set this in the '80s. YouTube doesn't exist. What do we do now?" Like, "Oh, somebody sent in this VHS tape. They videotaped him doing a fucking uh, set at the yeah, like a five a five minute open mic night. Because obviously in the '80s, somebody was back there with one of those giant RCA camcorders that weighed eighty five fucking pounds. And then they sent the VHS tape into this show and they watched it." And then played it, we're like, let's get this fucking guy on! This is fucking crazy! And I'm like, holy fuck, guess what? Crazily, because they didn't set this up at all, and you totally don't see it coming, like, totally shocks you, he shoots Robert De Niro in the face on TV, and then that scene ends. And then he goes in, like, a police car, and it wrecks, and then he also becomes, like, V from V for Vendetta for some reason. I don't know where <laughs> the fuck that came from.
0: Well, he led the whole clown movement. Yeah, the, the clown movement.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's a fucking clown movement because this movie's a goddamn joke. It's bullshit. Anyone who thinks this movie is like daring or creative or you know mold breaking, uh, fuck you. Fuck you.
0: We just lost like three of the new listeners that we. You gained.
1: can like the movie. I don't care that you like the movie. That's fine. We can talk about that. But don't you dare say that like, oh, this movie really tried something different. They just hodgepodge about four different films together, slapped a DC name onto it, and sent it out. And then soulless Hollywood couldn't be happier about it. And they gave him fucking awards. Joaquin Phoenix won an award for not acting. He doesn't act in that fucking movie. He barely says any goddamn lines. He's the most passive protagonist I've ever seen in a goddamn film. nothing that happens to arthur in that movie is because of arthur it's all just passive the world does it they literally here's how bad of a screenwriting that it was to make us feel sympathy for the guy who you know is mentally ill and crazy and has a sad life already you know, shitty jobs taking care of his sick mother you know, very alone and things like that to make sure we feel sympathy for him we have him get uh fucking gang beat by, like, six teenagers in the first ten minutes of the film. That way you know you're supposed to feel sorry for him. Hmm. As opposed to, I don't know, letting that naturally happen through storytelling and the art of film, like you're trying to do in a goddamn movie. Just like, yeah, it starts out, and then uh, everybody beats him up, and it's sad. And then the violins play louder, so you know that it's sad while he's getting kicked to death by a bunch of teenagers. Which Don't don't get me wrong, I wanted to kick everyone to death in the fucking room with me at that point. I was so goddamn angry. That's why I sat the furthest away from you. It's so fucking just ugh. It's just, it's blatantly bad. Like, they're blatantly not trying. There was no effort put into this film. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's ham-fisted and fucking overblown and in your face and fucking stupid. And it comes at you like it's got something to tell you, but the message is fucking empty and means zero fucking things. There's nothing going on. Nothing happens. Arthur, as the protagonist, like I said, is the most, pro- one of the most Passive protagonist I've ever seen in my life He does nothing At least in the Scorsese films With Taxi Driver and King of Comedy Their downfall comes from the choices Of the character that fit in the character That you've built through the film What is Arthur's character? Tell me
0: He's been shit on by society Society doesn't love him it's it's society's fault, Zach. You made him. You yeah, made him that he way. He
1: didn't do anything is what I'm saying. That's exactly what I just pointed out. He doesn't he get a chance to because you won't let him. You won't let him
0: have a chance to be himself.
1: Not. Oh, I'll give him a chance I'll give him a chance to fucking breathe while I drown him in a puddle. Fucking idiot. So goddamn boring and empty and stupid. How did anyone like this fucking movie? How? It makes no sense. And then you you throw on this whole fucking new thing now that fans of this movie are doing to fucking defend it because now that the fucking Oscar tarnish has worn off and people have, like, watched the movie again and they're like, oh, fuck, this movie's actually pretty fucking stupid and empty. It sucks. Now there's this new fan theory about the fact that the, the end scene and, in fact, the whole movie is a dream of Arthur's and he's just been in the insane asylum the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Institutionalized, yeah.
1: Fuck you. You want to watch a good movie? About a crazy person that has it end on a weird twist where like, did this ever happen at all to begin with? Spoiler alert. Watch American Psycho. It's a far way better done film. A far better story. Better fucking acting.
0: You're just saying that because Jared Leto
1: dies. That's part of it. (laughs) Who is a Joker, so there you go. Okay. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you want that kind of a twist, watch fucking American Psycho. It has the exact same fucking ending to a twist where it's weird and cerebral, like, you know, uh, cerebral, like, dreamlike logic, but it's done very subtly. And it just ends when you're like, what the fuck? Was that, like, a dream or something? Like, did he not do that? As opposed to just, like, not making a choice. And then when everybody realizes how fucking empty and bullshit your movie was, all of a sudden they're like, Shit. oh, maybe it was a dream the whole time. It's a fucking Inception defense, and I won't fucking stand by it.
0: That was fucking Christian Bale, dude. Batman killed the Joker in that movie.
1: I know, right? And they're fun. <laughs> I did. I just realized. That. We should rename that movie to "The Killing Joke." <laughs> <clears throat> that's Alan Moore's theory, is that? Uh, oh yeah. Or not Alan Moore. It's uh, Grant Morrison's theory,
2: hmm.
1: is that Alan Moore wrote "The Killing Joke" to be the last Batman and Joker story, and that's why like, the whole thing of like them like laughing at the very end, and then it just goes to like quiet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is a total offshoot, but I don't care because I love this fucking story so much. Apparently in the original storyboard that Alan Moore wrote for The Killing Joke, in the la- uh, the second-to-last panel of the last page where it's just the rain puddle, there's an onomatopoeia that he put in that was just crack, oh. and they took that out. So he just kept the whole story the same and just didn't put it in there. That's how fucking smart Alan Moore is, is that he was able to write a story of the Batman killing the Joker... And most of us got it And most of us didn't And most of us were like That's fucking crazy And he still was able to sneak it Past the fucking censors at DC Because he's smart As opposed to Todd Phillips Who writes The Hangover He's probably writing The Hangover Part 4 right now They'll probably fight The fucking Joker They'll be part of the Suicide Squad for God's sakes Who gives a fuck
0: We've already talked about His next movie
1: Todd Phillips? Mm-hmm What is it? He's doing the
0: Hulk Hogan biopic With uh, Chris Pratt oh, As yeah. uh, Hulk Hogan kind of, I'm
1: kind of excited for that Actually, yeah. Sadly <laughs> You want me back. Your movie still sucks, but I like Hulk Hogan and Chris Pratt, <laughs> so you got me. That is pretty good casting. Uh, but yeah, anyway, like I just I cannot I cannot understand how someone likes that movie. And honestly, I'm not trying to sound attacky here. I'm not trying to be, you know, angry. If you're listening to this podcast and you genuinely enjoyed this film, write to me. Tell me why you liked it. Tell me why I'm wrong. I want to know because I cannot understand why people, like, lauded this film so much. It makes no sense to me. It's just, it's... Like I said, it's a passable film. It's The camera's pointed in the right direction. Most of the colors are correctly coordinated. You know, nothing's, like, out of focus. The, the, the lines sync up correctly. People are speaking in coherent English. <laughs> but, I... I, I like I said, if this was like a junior project at film school, I'd be fucking blown away. Like, this kid's gonna do some shit when he grows up. Like, this is awesome. This is, there's professionals did this. Millions of dollars was poured into this fucking bullshit of a film. And then everyone acted like it was the greatest thing ever. And I just don't see it. It wasn't bad enough for me to hate it. And it wasn't good enough for me to fucking be like, oh, I guess I was wrong. I actually did like that movie. Yeah,
0: Show some respect.
1: It's yeah. just so fucking boring. It's nothing happens. You, you have the exact same storytelling if you watch paint dry for two and a half hours. It's the same fucking thing. You just pretend the Joker was there. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, pretend it was all a dream at the same time. You're in an insane sound. Fuck you. Who cares?
0: I don't want to pretend that.
1: I'm just saying. Just Please. I mean, if you have any kind of a defense, please, by all means, tell me. But. I don't know. I feel like I'm hitting it right on the head with it.
0: Yeah, you're not too far off from my opinion, like. It just, like I said, it, it competent is the best way to really describe it. Like it's, 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 it's okay. It's worth a watch, I think. Mm. Like I'm like you, I don't, I don't think I'm ever gonna rewatch it again now. I really didn't want to rewatch it that time, but I just knew that <laughs> <laughs> I had to because of you. So yeah, yeah. So in a way, I kind of blame you for that now.
1: I mean, that's fine. I didn't want to watch it to begin with. Blame yeah. Daniel. It was I was trying no, to fucking No, I need get I need to blame
0: that. the audience. We need to blame I mean, them. We I, had I, we had better choices on that Twitter poll.
1: Honestly, I mean I was fucking right. Although
0: it probably is the shortest choice that we had because we just, had like entire seasons of a show yeah, on there the also. Entire of fucking Teen Titans, yeah, okay. like, that
1: keeps going for some fucking reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, season three coming up soon.
1: But uh yeah, I mean I just Maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. Am Am I just stupid and I don't get it? I feel like I know film. I mean, you've
0: done a lot of drugs. So. That's
1: true, but I feel like I know film pretty well, and I get storytelling in like a in a movie sense. And I just like I, I didn't see it. If this was like an early Netflix original, I'd be like, "Fucking, that was pretty fucking cool, right?" Like they did something different, but mm-hmm. it's like you didn't do anything different. There's been seven movies like this in the last six years. The fuck are we talking about? You just stole a name and remade an old movie that nobody ever heard of.
0: I definitely want to take a trip to New York with you, though, and have you get pictures taken uh, on the stairs.
1: I'm going to piss down those fucking stairs. (laughs) Let's stay at the top, take a big old heavy Guinness piss down it, let it smell like fucking iron and fucking malt liquor. Fuck you. I'll still take a picture of that. I don't give a fuck. Take it. Send it to Joaquin Phoenix. Send him my address, too. I'll fuck him up. (laughs) Fucking nerd. Ruin my favorite villain. Piece of shit. Fucking he wasn't a villain. He was a sad anti-hero. Or was he? Who knows anymore? It was all a dream. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Is the top still spinning? Perhaps.
0: One last oh. thing we need to get to. How excited were you whenever his parents got killed again one more time on screen?
1: Yeah, because cause we haven't seen that enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to see it again once the fucking new Pattinson movie comes out. They're going to kill his parents again, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. If I can, I'll, I'll tell you. No one way they thing. don't. If I'll tell you one, i pe- I'm sure these are like the the dark hand behind all this uh, uh, money making in Hollywood. It's the people who make pearls. They are fucking. <laughs> they're the they're the reasons we keep getting new Batman stories because yeah. that's the only time you see pearls in movies anymore is when Martha Wayne dies. <laughs> 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 and again, that's Alan Moore. He invented mm, that. So. Okay, there you go. So there, I tied it all up in a bow, almost like I knew what I was talking about and didn't just let it hang there and pretend like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Todd Phillips, you fuck. Fucking Joaquin Phoenix, DC bullshit. Fuck you.
0: All right, so we'll take a little break and we'll come back with
1: topics. All right, cool. I got to pee anyway.
0: What do you think? Topic time?
1: Yeah, might as well. I think I got everything I need to say about the Joker. Okay. So... And like I said, please, we do have quite a few topics. So. That's cool. But like I said, please, if you disagree with me in any way, send in a letter. Let me read it. Le- just let me know where I'm wrong, because I feel like I nailed it.
0: I mean, you're talking email, though, right? You don't want you don't expect people to actually write out I don't a letter.
1: The fuck, I'm not gonna read it if you actually send it to me in the mail. But oh, okay. let's just put like some fucking weed gummies in there or something. Then I'll mm. read it.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I haven't re re the movie. If I'm a little high.
0: So this week's wacky. <clears throat> non-related story, is that researchers have found evidence of microevolution in humans. Hmm. By 2100, these changes to the human body could be the norm. Most people learn about the phenomenon of evolution in their middle school and high school cl- science classes. Uh,
1: not me, because I believe in the Bible, but oh. I nice try. Okay.
0: <laughs> but according to September's Journal of Anatomy, <laughs> more babies are being born without wisdom teeth. Finally. With an extra artery in their arm. Cool. Or with smaller jaws and shorter faces as a result of microevolution.
1: Oh, they have to have shorter faces because pussies are getting smaller, so it's harder to push the kid out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's how it works. Okay. I read it.
0: A lot of people thought humans have stopped evolving, but our studies show that we are still evolving faster than at any point in the last 250 (laughs) years. Wait,
1: hang on. Who... who who is this? A lot of people who thought we stopped evolving. That's not how evolution works. It doesn't stop. What the fuck? Who this are these dumb?
0: Doctor Tegan Lucas of Flinders University.
1: Yeah, he doesn't think that we stopped evolving, but he said a lot of people thought human. I'm like, who? Or is he just like used to the fucking the uh, intelligent <laughs> design people who are like, you ain't taking my Bible. <laughs> God didn't. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and microbes. I don't. I don't believe in it.
0: Apparently, the reasoning behind fewer teeth in human mouths can be attributed to human faces getting shorter and mouths getting smaller, leaving less room for teeth to develop.
1: Hey, wisdom teeth don't even exist anyway; they're just fucking problems.
0: Natural selection and humans' increased ability to chew food has resulted in fewer humans developing wisdom teeth.
1: Excellent. There's no need for. Do you have them? Uh, I do. I just still have mine, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. How many? All four. As
1: far as I know, I never had to even take them out. Okay.
0: I've only got two. I got the top two. Never grew any on the bottom.
1: I, I don't know what I grew. Uh. I know I have some of them because I remember talking to my dentist like a couple years back. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, if you want to get them out, we can get them out. I've never had a cavity. Uh. So he was like, he goes, Damn. You can, he's like, you can keep them in if you want it. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's insane. Yeah, I've never had a cavity. Uh, But he's like, he goes, you've never had cavities, so you can keep them in if you want. He's like, if you're going to get them out, i do it before you're 26 because then you're just like at 27. You're like palate, You're bone plate or whatever hardens and it makes the surgery harder. Oh, okay. Like, puts you out for longer. So you're on the clock now. I mean, I'm past the clock. I'm 28. No, you're not. But, I mean, I might wait longer. Maybe we get some better fucking painkillers.
0: Okay. And apparently the additional artery in human arm can go back as far as the 19th century. Called the median artery, it previously used to form in babies during pregnancy and would normally disappear after birth while radial and ulna arteries had grown.
1: Is it for more heroin?
0: One in three people now keep their median artery for their entire life. Thankfully, this poses no known health issues and actually increases blood flow to the hands.
1: That makes sense. So, better hand jobs? Hmm. I mean, less cold fingers at least. So, okay. Yes, that, huh. would, that would mean better hand jobs. Right, sure. There Good we point. Are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. hoping we were going to find out we'd be able to write better movies or... Uh, have higher uh, alcohol tolerance. No,
0: that's, not not by twenty one hundred at
1: least. That's my kind of evolution. I mean, if if I had kids, they'll probably have fucking great alcohol tolerance. There you go. Or they'll have fetal alcohol syndrome.
0: Get to it. Either way, we'll find out.
1: <laughs> That'll just drown them in a tub. It mm-hmm. matter.
0: As usual, we move from this into some movie news. Kind of put this in order, I think. So from earlier this month, they found out. Oh yeah. Andy Samberg's next movie is going to be a superhero comedy.
1: Yeah, this actually looks really cool. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's doing a team up with uh, Craig Robinson mm-hmm.
0: and Common. Yeah, they're gonna develop a superhero comedy called Super High, in which smoking special weed can give you superpowers.
1: It sounds. I mean, it sounds kind of stupid, but a little fun. hokey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... it's, it's gonna be kind of like Sophomoric and meh, but mm-hmm. like. I, I mean, I that's, that's like kind of that. Andy Samberg yeah, right now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Also, Andy Samberg and Craig Robinson have really good chemistry. So. Do they? Yeah, because uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh okay. Have you, have you watched that at all? Uh, just a little bit but... <clears throat> uh, Craig Robinson is like a recurring character every now and then oh really okay so yeah those two actually have pretty good chemistry and they have really good to timing together so okay nice it should, it should actually be pretty funny
0: alright so yeah look for that
1: uh... it's a Netflix mm-hmm. movie right yeah Netflix
0: yeah. I think it's next year actually so moving on this one <laughs> I think you're gonna really like it. We'll have to pause so you can watch a trailer here but it's called Jiu Jitsu have you heard about this yet oh yeah we got an exclusive trailer and poster debut on IGN for Nicolas Cage's next movie.
1: I think Daniel sent me this uh, trailer, actually, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: Martial Arts, Alien Invaders, and Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes, so you get all three of those in one new action movie. I'm so excited. Jiu Jitsu, which is written, produced, and directed by Dimitri Lagothitis, who did the kickboxer retaliation reboot with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, so this is. Uh... This
1: movie also has Tony Jaa in it, mm-hmm. by the way, who is an amazing fucking. Uh, martial arts movie maker so. yeah and a legit martial artist yep.
0: so. and based on a comic book of the same name oh. the official plot synopsis to shed further light on the story when jake barnes a master jujitsu jitsu fighter refuses to face brax an indomitable alien creature the f- future of humanity hangs in the balance injured and suffering from severe amnesia jake is captured by a military squad unequipped to fight the merciless intruder who has descended upon the planet jake is rescued by wiley in an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters who must help him recover his memory and regain his strength in order to band together to defeat Brax in an epic battle that will determine the fate of mankind.
1: It's awesome. I'm wondering how ju- jiu-jitsu like the actual martial art of jiu mm-hmm. how that's going to like be cinema uh, like cinematograph like yeah. cinematic wise cuz it's right. it's mostly, you know, uh submission holds and things. Right, like I'm going to say
0: it's mostly defensive, right? Like you're trying to like parry the blows of an attacker like no, it's not really
1: jujitsu ju- is like brilliant brazilian Jitsu. it's all like uh ground game oh okay like submission holds and chokes and things like that gotcha so there's not gonna be a lot of striking Hmm. so i wonder how that'll work uh cinematic like
0: yeah but either I mean, way we're gonna watch the trailer let's do it dude you're watching that day one i fuck know you yeah, are
1: I fucking wait fuck joker this is way better than <laughs> fuck you
0: I can't believe, like, it seems like every other episode we have, like, a new crazy Nick Cage movie that just looks so bonkers and so beautiful.
1: Because fucking Nick Cage is the man. Everyone needs to admit that he's awesome. I'm sick of having this argument every goddamn time. Also, he's doing more movies because he's had some trouble with the IRS. Yeah, a little financial. However, Mm -hmm. it does not take away the fact that that he's awesome and his movies are fun and he... It's one of the few people left in Hollywood who can just, you know, have a fun, entertaining movie and not be like, "Oh, the, really, the message behind this is, oh, it's like, no, we're going to fucking make a movie where we kung fu fight fucking aliens. Why? They're like, why'd you want to make this movie? He's like, did you not hear what I said? We're kung fu fighting aliens. Yeah. You fucking nerds. Get off my dick.
0: So for anybody listening, uh, this comes out on November the 20th, which the podcast will probably be out way after that. So you can check it out anytime now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably out right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, accurate. Oh, I'm so ready for that, though. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that we're kind of having kind of a Nick Cage renaissance here. Okay. People need to admit that Nick Cage is actually really good. He's a very good actor. <laughs> he just says yes to a lot of roles and says yeah. yes to almost any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So not it doesn't always work well. Yeah. Because sometimes things aren't written great. And well, also, uh, part of a director's job is to rein in your actors to get the tone that you need for your scene. And Nick Cage is a guy who will just go 100% at all times. And if you don't believe me, Watch one of my favorite scenes in cinema history, which is in Face Off. I knew you were going to say it. When he's walking through uh, (laughs) the train station dressed as a priest. It's one of the greatest scenes in the history of cinema. If you haven't seen it, go fuck yourself. You're not allowed to listen to this podcast. Fuck you.
0: So in the uh, spooky movie season here, they actually did a scientific study Mm. and have determined that the movie Sinister is the scariest movie ever. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. They hooked people up to uh, heart monitors and uh, did some other thing to measure fear and showed them a bunch of other different movies and stuff from the last, like, 40 years. Who
1: was the doctor that ran this? Jonathan Crane? Like, what the (laughs) 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 fuck? Yeah, you're welcome, Batman nerds. That's for Mm -hmm.
0: you guys. Yeah. Uh, Sinister. Have you seen Sinister? Oh, yeah. Did you think it was creepy? It's not
1: bad. Okay. It's okay. It kind of falls into the uh, sort of... uh, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s uh, paranormal scary movie where you get, okay. like, there's some cool, like, really well done creepy shots and yep. you get a lot of jump scares and shit like that. And right. It just kind of devolves into, like, a normal shit. But, gotcha. All right. yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I like Ethan Hawke a lot, so. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty good. I, okay. I like it. There's definitely worse movies out there.
0: Okay. Yeah, the study measured resting heart rates of 50 individuals of different ages while they watched over 100 hours of scary movies.
1: I get paid for this? Because I do that I just think so, on my yeah, own. Yeah. <laughs> I watch when hundreds I, of hours of scary movies just on my own when, when I'm bored.
0: When all was said and done, the study determined a list of the 35 scariest movies and that the top was Sinister. Hmm. The average resting heart rate of the 50 individuals was 65 beats per minute. It's fairly healthy. During Sinister, that average jumped up to 86 beats per minute, Ooh. which equates to a 32% increase. No other movie saw a rise in average BPM.
1: The 2010's *Insidious*, however, was crowned the king of the jump scare. Okay, yeah, Ins- *Insidious* does have a lot of jump scares.
0: It had a particular scare that saw the average BPM rise to
1: 133.
0: Oh shit! That's that's a pretty big jump.
1: Nice. I've seen *Insidious*. I can't remember it very well, but yeah. I know I've seen it. I haven't seen that one either. Not bad. Do do they have the list of the like 35? Uh, they just do
0: the top 10 here. Yeah. Oh, okay. What so *Insidious* was number two. After okay. Sinister. Yeah, rounding out the rest of the top ten, The Conjuring was third. I actually like that movie. I, mean, I do too, a lot. Hereditary was fourth. I haven't seen oh, that one yet. So I need brilliant. To. I yeah. know I need to. Paranormal Activity, the original was in fifth.
1: I, I have a soft spot for mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity. Like the first one. I thought yeah. the first one was really smart. I'm mm-hmm. like kind of a really good way to do a movie. Oh, for sure. Then it started to suck. Like The
0: really... ad campaign was brilliant for it too. Oh my god. So and I also,
1: I watched that movie in the best way possible, mm-hmm. which was I was still working at the theater at the time when that came out. It was the, like, release night for it. And the old rule back then was, that you know, like, if you were closing or whatever, if the Mm. theater wasn't sold out, you could go in and watch that movie. Yeah, as soon as you clock out. And the first one, like, sold a lot. So they started a second screening, and then, like, three people came to that. It was me and Mike and, like, one other guy. The three of us went in there and watched it, and we just sat, like, by ourselves, essentially. Like, the, the three of us next to each other. And then mm-hmm. there was, like, two other people, like, way up in the theater. <laughs> so, the theater's basically empty. We had pretty much no idea what this movie was. I got to watch it like that mm, nice. at, like, midnight. You know what I mean? Oh, it's well, the yeah, perfect. perfect way to watch that movie. So, now it just has, like, a special place in my heart. I'm like, <laughs> that's the perfect way to watch that movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, it Follows was sixth. No, that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. It's...
1: I kind of like... It's really... like. Uh, it's really well shot. Mm. The cinematography of It Follows is really fucking top-notch. It so. is pretty cool, but, I mean, as a horror movie, I, just, I, did, no, that's I didn't feel really. it. It's more of, a, like, a suspense movie as yeah. opposed to a horror movie.
0: Uh, the Conjuring 2 was in nice. seventh place. I like
1: The Conjuring movies.
0: The second one's okay. I just watched it, actually, about a week ago for the first time. Mm. Mm.
1: They start to get a little, like, campy. Yeah. Like that. like what happens with a lot of horror movies. We start mm-hmm. making a lot of uh, the sequels. But, yeah. I mean... They're still kind of fun. So the first one is amazing. though. Oh, yeah. I think the first Conjuring is fantastic. Oh yeah, I will
0: hold it up to pretty much anything. I'm fucking heck! Uh, Baba Duke with number eight. That one's pretty good. Yeah, The Descent. <laughs> I excited! I yeah.
1: love The Descent. That movie is so fucking good. Oh yeah, it is creepy as shit. Fuck like, yeah, I'm surprised it's is... not higher. Oh, it's so good.
0: Just What's that a, cave claustrophobia, like that's oh my that's god! because there's
1: no fucking heart rate jump. You're just immediately on edge the yeah, whole the, the entire time. Yeah, and the movie just keeps you at a fucking level. The descent mm-hmm. is so fucking good.
0: And uh the visit was number ten,
1: hmm.
0: which is that the M Night Shyamalan with the old people?
1: Yes,
0: I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was it. That one. <laughs> that okay. I haven't seen that, but <laughs> that movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's terrible. Yeah, Sinister's really good. If you haven't seen that, you
0: gotta check that shit out. Okay, yeah. Your best news of the week is coming up next. Oh, I've already heard about this. Oh, I know you have, but I just wanted to throw it out there to the podcast listeners. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> some of them might have not have heard of it yet. But uh, your best friend and uh, you know actor sub- <laughs> extraordinaire Jared Leto yep. is going to play the Joker again. He's, he's also
1: a singer. Don't forget. Oh, I did forget, actually, yeah. Ugh.
0: He's gonna play the Joker again, though, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Fucking finally! You, you were wanting that Snyder yeah, cut I've been so bad forever. It's that about That Snyder time. cut is finally gonna get. It's gonna be here. It's the going Joker. To have Jared Leto. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. because I'm not allowed to ever be fully happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the universe works. It gives and yeah. it takes.
0: Yeah, Leto will play <laughs> his version of the Joker, who first appeared in 2016 Suicide Squad. I think and... like
1: they're calling it his version of the Joker. Mm-hmm. By the way, where nobody else wants to take ownership of it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like yeah, that was Leto's idea. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Fuck him, who cares? <laughs> he
0: will be part of the Snyder Cut reshoots for the planned four-episode event for HBO Max.
1: Finally. I do have HBO Max, so I'll be able to watch this. There you go. I've mostly been using it to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but... Mm-hmm. Good, good call. It's one of the best shows ever. Yeah, so... Uh, cool. Yeah, Joe Leto's coming back. It was the Joker. I he, um,
0: He's damaged. I don't know if you knew...
1: No, because I'm uh, dyslexic. Oh, okay. That's why I had to have it uh, said out loud for me during the Joker movie. That's how I understood that. Oh. That, he was, that nobody cared about him. That's how I was able to find out because the caseworker said so. Finally.
0: <laughs> now, this next one, <laughs> G- I threw it in here just because it, it kind of grabbed me. I was like, I'm not quite sure how to feel about this. And so I don't know how you're going to feel about it either. Okay. Jumping across from our normal, like, everyday articles, I get most of them from IGN, a few from Destructoid. This is an article from uh, 1057thepoint.com, Excellent. a local alternative music station.
1: Yeah, big fan. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, they had some breaking news the other day. Rizzuto. That Miley Cyrus is going to be doing an entire album of Metallica covers. Hmm. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, uh. um, I mean, initially, I'm like, uh, but then I'm like, well, maybe she could do something kind of neat with it.
1: It's like Miley Cyrus is; like, she actually seems kind of cool. Yeah. And Metallica, as much as I like their music, they're douchebags, yeah, so exactly. I don't really care if she fucks up their music. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, okay.
0: During the uh, interview, when she mentioned that she was going to be working on this, she shared that Iggy Pop inspired her movements on stage. Wow. Oh. So I was like, okay, that's good. Okay. And then apparently she's also done a very good rendition of Temple of the Dog's Say Hello to Heaven during the Chris Cornell Memorial Concert and made headlines just a few weeks ago with her take on Zombie by the
1: Cranberries. Oh, should I cover a zombie? Nice. It's like my second favorite Cranberries song. Okay.
0: You want us to do a little bit
1: of that real quick then? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. We got a little bit of time, right?
0: Okay, that's actually a little impressive. That's Uh, a pretty good cover. mm -hmm. I mean,
1: like that's a a big song for me. I love that song so much. Absolutely, yeah. But, uh, But the way she was singing it, she almost had kind of a like a rock and roll version of Joni Mitchell kind of voice to it. I really mm-hmm. dug it. Yeah. It was good. i like a
0: it. little pumped for this now. Miley Cyrus, she
1: I, I, she's a talented musician. Anybody who says differently just is being fucking douchey. Mm-hmm. That cover was awesome, and, I mean, I'm curious to see what she's going to do with it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Metallica, as much as I like a lot of their early shit, mm-hmm. those guys are douchebags. So <laughs> fuck them. <Yeah>. <laughs> Like their first three albums were amazing. Yeah, and then Lars was like, oh, "Stop trying to listen to a Munich, taking all our royalties away, even though we really make our money from concerts." Because <laughs> I don't know how fucking money works, dummy.
0: So I actually messed up my tabs. I thought this was after. We're gonna go back to a little bit more new movie news.
2: Tight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One last little piece here. Fuck. We've mentioned it before about the new uh, Evil Dead movie. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. <clears throat> Uh, actually, makes a little bit more sense now because it's going to be set in a city high-rise. Oh. So, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. The upcoming movie is going to shake up the tried and tested franchise formula by deviating away from some key narrative staples, such as the classic cabin in the woods setting. Or castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, director Lee Cronin expanded on this concept recently during a chat with Bloody Disgusting, saying the film will feature a female heroine in a city, possibly in a high-rise apartment complex. He says, quote, I'm confident I'm going to do something that's both familiar and refreshing. I'm going to deliver a roller coaster of horror. That's what the goal is here. Relentless. No stopping to explain much. It needs to be extremely visceral, highly entertaining, and properly scary. To push boundaries, that's important as well. Fucking A. I, I mean, you know, you can't be mad at that. that fucking, Trying something different.
1: That apartment better fill up with fucking red corn syrup, though. that's all i Oh, yeah. I want fucking fake blood everywhere.
0: <laughs> We're going to move into some TV news now, I think. Yes. Uh, Netflix's exclusive deal with Ryan Murphy is going to continue, and his next series is going to be a Jeffrey Dahmer series. Ooh. So, uh, let's see here. Per deadline, Richard Jenkins has already been cast as Dahmer's father, Lionel. Okay. A chemist who showed how to safely bleach and preserve animal bones when he was a child. True. The 10-episode limited series is going to span the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and will end with Dahmer's arrest in the early 90s, Ooh. while also dramatizing at least 10 instances where Dahmer was almost apprehended but ultimately let go.
1: Ooh, that means we get to have the story of with him and the 14-year-old Taiwanese boy. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know that story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Casting is currently underway for Dahmer himself, as well as Glinda Cleveland, a neighbor of Dahmer's who repeatedly tried to warn law enforcement of his erratic behavior to no avail.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: It's going to be called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story, and uh, production starts in January.
1: Yeah, you could have picked a better name. Yeah. It wasn't Monster. That was the Eileen Warner's mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it was with Charlize, uh, Charlize Theron. And was it Christina Ricci? I believe so, yeah. who's was her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And way to pretend like those two weren't hot just because they, yeah. they frizzed both their hairs and made them wear baggy t shirts. I'm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, yeah, they still have perfect women bodies. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. I mean, well, that's cool. It's like, a pretty
0: decent movie, though, too. Oh, I
1: don't know. It's a really good movie. I'm not talking shit on, on Monster. Okay. I just, I, I always laugh at that, like, yeah. Hollywood trope of, like, oh, yeah. Like, we got to make them look unattractive. I'm like, they're still fucking nine out of ten. What the fuck mm. are we talking about here? It's like any high school
0: movie where they put their hair up and put right. glasses on them. Yeah, like, you take the ponytail off and
1: then the glasses go off. Like, oh my God. Or it's like in. Uh, she was hot the whole time. <laughs> or it's like in uh, Community, which is a good show. Mm. But it's like Allison Bree is, like, treated as, like, the nerdy girl who's not that attractive just because she has bangs. And I'm like, it's Allison <laughs> Bree. She's, like, Literally has the body of Marilyn of Mans- like, uh, Marilyn Monroe. What yeah. the fuck are we talking about here? Like, she's <laughs> perfect looking. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No, this sounds awesome. I mean, we all know how interested I am in serial killers. And mm-hmm. Dahmer's one of the more interesting serial killers out there, I yeah. believe anyway. So this would be cool. Let's like, yeah. see more of his, like...
0: Uh, and just as a, a limited series, 10 episodes, I have some faith in it. Because Murphy does pretty good for his first seasons. And then it just kind of drops off from there. Right. You know? Yeah. We like, saw that with American Horror, exactly. Horror Story. We saw it with Nip Tuck. I never watched Nip Tuck. Oh, so really? Okay, yeah. yeah. First season, first couple seasons, actually, pretty good, and then it just the, falls the, off a cliff. The,
1: the Fantastic Four movies ruined that show for oh, me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oof, that was a data joke. Oh, God.
0: Man, yeah. Welcome to 2006,
1: everyone. Ouch. Goo. <laughs> Goo.
0: Now we'll get to something here. You, you're you going to like the next few. Is
1: it The Witcher? I mean, it's the Witcher. It is. Yeah, I
0: knew it. We got a first look at uh, Freya Allen as Siri for season two. Siri is, quote, preparing to fight in the new photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, The actress herself tweeted out these pictures with an accompanying tweet that read, she gave tearful goodbyes on a most violent night. Now this child of surprise is preparing to
1: fight. Mm. I'm assuming, because from what I've seen, yeah, that picture there, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the one that I saw originally from it that was been tweeted out, what I'm thinking it is, as a guy who's read all of the Witcher books Mm -hmm. and played pretty much all the games, I'm pretty sure this is going to be her at Ker which is the um, where all the witchers stay, the like seven witchers that are left over. Okay. <clears throat> after the whole mass thing. Because the witchers and Geralt teach her how to sword fight and stuff like that. Oh, really? Okay. They like kind of train her to not exactly be a witcher, but sort of train her to be like a really good sword fighter and shit like that. Okay. Just, Just-
0: to defend herself or like is she expected to be part of a war or something uh, it's like... a little bit of both okay
1: because the whole thing she's the child of surprise because i mean we, you saw the first season oh nice I did, yeah. there's, there's some oh. y- there's some Jennifer teddies right there for you in case mm. you wanted to say mm-hmm. nice uh <laughs> in the books and it, it's kind of showed in this in the story as well how you know she's gerald's child of surprise mm-hmm. and uh you don't get as full of a backstory on that whole like ideal the whole thing, the way it works, is that, like, when you do the Law of Surprise, that child is now bound to you for destiny. Right. And some things happen, you know, she so escapes, and Geralt, it, it just like in the end of the first season, where Geralt just finds her at, like, a farmer's house and shit like that, where he's been looking for her for so long, mm-hmm. and finds her. He takes her to care because she has nowhere else to go. Her whole family's been killed, and, like, everybody just wants to use her to fucking secure a throne, okay. and Geralt's not gonna let that happen, obviously. He's right. the greatest adopted father in the history of fathers. Uh, so he just takes her back to the one place he knows she'll be safe, which is Morhen, which is where he's from. That's where all the Witchers are. Okay. I mean, at this point, there's only about like a handful of Witchers left because mm. there's this whole thing. It's deep lore. I don't want to get that deep into it. They just kind of start training her in sword fighting because that's really all they know as Witchers. And they're like, mm. well, "I mean, you know, we got to keep her occupied and let her exercise and stuff like that." So, I mean, okay. she's known as like the the Witcher girl for a while and stuff like that. So, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I, I assume. That's what I thought when I first saw that season. Okay because there's a whole thing in uh, the second and third books where it tells different stories of Geralt raising her at Kaer Morhen and then at one point she gets sent to uh, live with Yennefer to learn how to use her magic powers as well. Oh, okay. So you get like back and forth of like her being raised by Geralt and her being raised by Yennefer. I'm assuming that's what most of the second season is going to be. Is, okay. It's uh, kind of that back and forth of those two. Cool. And uh, it'll probably end with the... Uh, no, I don't know. Well, okay. I don't want to yeah. spoil anything. But yeah, no, it looks awesome. I'm excited. I, I did want to
0: bring up, uh, my internet went down over this last weekend and so I didn't have much to do. I was watching a few movies, caught up on a few movies and then I was uh, looking for something new to read and I was like, oh, this is pretty short. So I went through The uh, the Last Wish and I've read uh, through the first three short stories of that book now. So, yeah? What would yeah. you think? Pretty hooked. It's it's really well done. Not really good. Yeah. Didn't realize how much the first season really followed a lot of those stories.
1: Yeah, they, they follow the, the uh, stories really well. Yeah. So I read through... Uh,
0: the Striga fight is the first. Yeah, first short story. Yeah, with story. the uh,
1: princess. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the second one wasn't from the season that I remember really, but it's like a, a dude that lives in a like a forest mansion and controls it and has like a big oh, face and yes! stuff. yes, it was kind of neat. Damn
1: it, what's his name? Fuck.
0: Mm, I don't remember his name, but
1: shit, shit, shit. That's a great fucking story. Cause yeah. it's A beautiful ending to that.
0: Mm, it was pretty cool. With the uh, the vampire butterfly creature. Yeah. You know?
1: No, I'm thinking that's going to be in this season. Oh, that, really? That, okay. That story. I cannot think of his fucking name now. God damn it. I can look at it real quick. I just am
0: And then the third one was uh, The Lesser of Two Evils. Mm. So, The the Butcher
1: of Blaviken. Yeah, where he he earns his title. Mm-hmm. Which that one, it's almost like more... It's, it's a little bit... It's done a little bit better in the book as opposed to the movie or to the show. Yeah. Because it really shows you just how fucking well trained witchers are that they're like superhuman and can just fucking destroy people novellin nivellin i don't know how you pronounce it No what it is yeah yeah novellin yeah because it. it's it's like almost a sort of dark twist on beauty and the beast yeah a little bit yeah so it's, it's a really fun story i'm thinking they're going to do that in the second season because they're going to tie in some other different stories because what i'm thinking the whole second season is going to be is the Siri with Geralt, Siri with Yennefer, because you know I, I'm assuming they're going to keep the whole thing of like time jumping mm-hmm. for just different storytelling, like like they did in the first season. Sure. So I think we're going to get back and forth with Siri and Geralt, Siri and Yennefer, and then why Ciri why Geralt and Yennefer aren't together anymore. So we'll get like some of their backstories of like. Times that they were in love, times that they broke up, and things like that. And I think one one of the stories they're going to tell is him with Novellin, because it has such a romantic ending hmm. about true love. And I think that's going to be one of the stories. I think that'll be the mid-episode of season two.
0: Okay, I can see that. But yeah, definitely interested to read through more of those now. Oh, I can't wait. This next one, I just found it really funny. It was pretty hilarious. I don't know if you heard about it or not, but uh, they're going to do a Lego Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank god yeah
0: gonna be streaming on disney plus this november they've actually got anthony daniels who voices c3po billy d williams who plays
1: lando finally and
0: kelly marie tran oh yeah rose
1: uh she's um in movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) i seriously i thought she died in the uh second one of them
0: how great is this poster promoting it
1: Oh, that is funny. (laughs) God damn it. I want to watch it now just because of that. Every now and then they do some good shit where I'm going to be like, maybe Disney's okay. They're not. They're evil. Mm -hmm. But every now and then some good shit slips through. At least we'll finally be able to celebrate Life Day. That's what really matters. Exactly.
0: Yeah, the all-new animated special is going to follow the events of Rise of Skywalker, with Rey setting off on a quest to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force ahead of Life Day.
1: How is she going to get a deeper—she's already the fucking greatest Jedi ever. We learned that.
0: While visiting a mysterious Jedi temple, she will be hurled into a cross-timeline adventure that sees her come into contact with Luke, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and other iconic heroes and villains from the saga.
1: No, no, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I mean, how much more powerful can you make Rey? She literally destroyed the Force. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we talking about here? She's the only Jedi to be able to use Force lightning.
0: Kelly Marie Tran, who starred as Rose Tico in the sequel trilogy, will also play a significant part in the story, which is split into two parts. Well, that'll be a
1: change for her. Yeah. (laughs) Suck it.
0: The first part's going to take place on Kashyyyk, where Rey, Poe, Rose, and Finn are all preparing for the galaxy's most cheerful and magical holiday. In the second part Will follow Rey's escapades At the Jedi Temple
1: Oh god I hope This movie keeps the humor Of how bad the <laughs> Christmas special actually is And doesn't try to like Do something with it Yeah It's like no Make it look shitty It's supposed to be shitty Like let it be shitty So
0: this Lego Star Wars Holiday Special Is hitting Disney Plus On November 17th Which is the same day The original Star yeah. Wars Holiday Special Aired in 1978
1: I'm gonna have to Hit the dispensary On November 16th And be ready for this motherfucker <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, okay. Why not? Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> like I said I just think it's funny that it's happening. I mean, yeah. I'm more excited for Star Wars now because the Mandalorian's starting again here yeah. like tomorrow, I think. Mm-hmm. Which it's gonna take me a couple days to get to it sadly. But
0: Yeah. Same here. Uh, but we'll
1: yeah, I mean, after um The Rise of Skywalker, which I mean everybody knows is the last episode we just put out. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian. I'll keep watching Clone Wars. Yeah. I'll play that Silver Republic. I'm gonna stick to the shit that I know I like, and I'll just leave everything else out of it. But I'm definitely gonna watch Star Wars Holiday Special, always, because <laughs> it's so bad.
0: <laughs> Next story is they're doing the animated movie of a uh, Death in the Family, mm. and it's actually gonna be a little bit of a choose your own adventure type stuff. Do
1: it again. How many fucking times we have to do this? Just make a choice. We all know that everybody wants Jason Todd to die for some reason. Like, I'm the only one who likes Jason Todd for some reason. (laughs) I think he's fun. Yeah. Rather than
0: acting as a direct adaptation of the original comic, the Death in the Family movie is honoring the spirit of the voting campaign, as we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. by giving viewers the opportunity to dictate the court as the story. Several key points during the movie, viewers are going to be prompted to make a choice using their remote control. It's as simple as pressing an arrow key to highlight a specific choice and then pressing the enter button. Hmm. While we don't yet know every branching path in the movie, those choices will affect elements like whether Jason lives or dies at Joker's hands and what decisions he makes in the aftermath of Joker's attack. For example, one possible story path has an embittered Jason returning to Gotham and taking up the costumed identity of Hush.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: Viewers will also have the option to passively watch the movie with the Blu-ray automatically choosing story paths for you. Hmm. So,
1: I that's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm in. Does it say who's voicing uh, anybody at all? I don't know if it gets... No. Okay. I was just curious if uh, Kevin was going back to do Batman again. Okay.
0: Oh, so it actually is already out. Oh, shit. It hits stores on Tuesday, October 13th.
1: Goddamn fucking (laughs) quarantine. I can't go pick up all the animated DC movies that I need to.
0: So, yeah, look for that in stores near you.
1: Yeah, look for it. Then you guys can all kill Jason Todd again Mm because you all hate him for some reason. Probably such a badass.
0: And then uh, (laughs) some more uh, things we didn't ask for. I Know What You Did Last Summer is going to be a TV series headed to Amazon. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you heard right. Amazon Studios has announced it will be adapting the 1997 horror film I Know What You Did Last Summer into an upcoming TV series headed to Amazon Prime Video similar to the 1997 film the upcoming series is oh
1: similar is it mm-hmm.
0: yeah very similar
1: is it it's, like, it'll be using based the same fucking name
0: based on the original 1973 novel which i didn't even know was a thing
1: so you're what you're telling me here is that amazon mm-hmm didn't have the money to make a dark tower tv series yeah they canceled that shit but we can make a tv series of i know what you did last summer
0: yeah the 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 classic 1997 horror hit
1: who holds that in high regard i know what you did last summer is the great value version of scream what the fuck are we talking about
0: (laughs) amazon says the series is a modern take on the classic film
1: how modern it's only fucking 20 years old
0: but it'll feature a similar premise that includes a group of teens stalked by a Of course it'll be killer. a similar
1: premise! There's no I... other way to change it! There's only one goddamn story! It's called I Know What You Did Last Summer. They think they killed a guy, they mm-hmm. actually didn't, he comes mm-hmm. back and they kills them. Or does he? <laughs> wink wink. Fucking what the fuck? Of course there's only one premise!
0: <laughs> but it's a modern take on it.
1: Oh, yeah, they're going to have smartphones. Yeah, this fucking, that's fucking totally changed the film now. Holy shit. What I wonder what fucking groundbreaking ideas they're gonna go with. You're gonna be fucking shitting me.
0: Quote The best horror franchises always have another scare coming, and this is I know what you did last summer series from Sarah Goodman is a perfectly twisted update to the iconic slasher movie. Iconic. Said Albert Chang, who is the chief operating officer and co head of Amazon Studios.
1: Can we uh start a GoFundMe to throw Albert Chang off a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend.
0: Yeah. But this is what you need to do. That you take classic horror and you put a modern take on it. So,
1: I mean, fucking, I can think of just from the same year even better horror movies than I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> Urban Legends is a better horror movie than I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ugh. Are they just totally out of ideas? Like, there's just no ideas anymore. We can't think of anything. Yeah, I think so. Fuck sakes. Ugh. I'm just angry now. <laughs> that, like, that ruined my buzz. I had yeah, a buzz going on. That got on. you more upset than anything else this episode. <laughs> it just fucking irritates me.
0: Last bit of uh, TV news. There's going to be a Resident Evil origin story uh, again, coming to Netflix. Something
1: that does not need to exist.
0: But it's going to have all the major leads, including actors for Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, and Albert Wesker. Okay. Check out these casting comparisons. Doesn't she look like
1: Claire? I guess. Sure. Why not? She's a brunette woman with blue eyes, yes. She looks <laughs> like Claire. Here's the real question to ask.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Because the director really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience I had when I first played them, whilst at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small, dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant to today's audience.
1: Well, that's not what an origin story would be. That would just be a remake. (laughs) An origin story of the Resident Evil games would be before the games happened. Yeah. but look at Jill Valentine. Yeah, sure. Why not? Who cares?
0: Chris Redfield?
1: Eh. That one, meh. Wesker? Really? That's your go with Wesker, huh? Apparently. Okay.
0: Is Leon. No.
1: Absolutely That's not. Leon,
0: yeah. Right no. there. That's Leon.
1: I always got told I I looked like him when I was younger. Avon Jojia? No. Oh. In Resident Evil 4, like Resident Evil 4, Leon, when I was hmm. younger, people always said I looked like him. That's Dr. Wesker, I assume? Or? Uh, William Birkin. Oh, Birkin. Okay. No, I did Random girl
0: in tank top. <laughs> oh, now it's going through the movies, Uh-oh. showing you what Claire looked like
1: in the movies. I just um, so it's an origin story of all mm-hmm. the characters.
0: Yeah, this is going to blend elements of the first two Resident Evil games.
1: So, but it's an origin story. So does it take place before the games, or is it just a remake of the game? Remake of the games, which
0: is an origin story for the movie, because the movie takes place after uh, the games. Oh,
1: now I see what they're trying to do. Well, the movie—I uh. thought the movie was separate from the games. Is what they're trying that's to do? What they're
0: trying to blend them all together now into one giant cinematic universe. Just make a choice.
1: <laughs> the Resident Evil Cinematic. The, mm-hmm. the RECU. Yeah. The Riki. You'll watch it. You I mean, of course I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. I yeah. just, I don't know it's why. It's Resident Evil. You'll. you'll yes, yeah. I know. I'm fucking, you know, I have to. Yeah. But I don't see why it needs to exist, is what I'm saying. They already, like,. The storytelling in the game is going to be better than the movie. I can guarantee that. The storytelling in the game is fantastic. Yeah. You know what you should do? Go fucking watch. Either play the games. If you don't feel like playing the games, you want to just watch something. Just literally go to YouTube and look up full full playthrough, no commentary of Resident Evil 1 or 2. And watch that. The storytelling will be better. I guarantee that. Because the people who created that shit were trying something new and created something. They're not trying to piggyback off a of bullshit
0: Move into some video game news. And surprise to uh, not too many people, the uh, Marvel's Avengers game is struggling.
1: I I uh, bought it. Did you? Yeah, it was $40. I was like, why not? Okay.
0: Developers are going to hope that uh, incoming updates will reignite interest. Mm. So it sounds like they're heading down the uh, good old Anthem road. Yeah. Where I mean, I didn't hate it. They kind of uh, overpromise and underdeliver. deliver and... It
1: had a bit of a, like, kind of a Destiny feel. Oh, yeah. But I feel like they should have leaned more into the single player campaign because the single player campaign is actually kind of fun. There's like some like there's some really fun like uh, moments in it, at least in the very beginning. Oh yeah, and like the whole stuff with uh, Kamala Khan, who's like the main character that you play as mostly mm-hmm. the single player story, is like a lot, a lot of fun. A bunch of the critical role people voice the Avengers, so that should make you and Emma happy, you fucking nerds. Okay, I mean like I've I liked it, but then it started feeling like kind of. Sort of Destiny, but not, like, as fun as Destiny, because I love Destiny, actually. I'm a big fan of those games, and I I even get so deep into, like, I like the lore of Destiny. It's oh. really interesting and cool. Yeah, you actually have to dig for that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it, and it was fun. And, like, I literally got into it because the first Destiny, like, it was, like, Christmas Day. Like, when I first got the play- Like It was, like, a year after I got my PlayStation 4, so, like, I was like, a year behind Destiny. And it was, like, for free, or it was $20 or something like that on uh, PlayStation Network. And I was like, well, it's from Bungie, so fuck it, I'll buy it. Like, I'll buy anything that Bungie makes. <laughs> and, like, fucking played it and was like, this is awesome. And I was, of course, way behind everybody. Yeah. But it was just really fucking cool. And, like, the lore is really amazing and kind of fun. And I like the way it's set up, where you just kind of can jump in and just play with everybody and stuff. Yeah. But the Marvel's Avengers, they were trying to, I think they were trying to go for a Destiny feel, but they didn't have enough time. This game is definitely rushed. When you when you play it, you can tell there's a rush to it. Like they were like, "We gotta get this out. We gotta get this out. We gotta get this out." One of the biggest things that I hate is like you know they do the whole like grind kind of thing like Destiny had, yeah. Which I actually I'm not against. I kind of like doing a uh, loot grind. It's fun because you're constantly getting some kind of a reward for what you're playing. So yeah. you have
0: the hours you put in are translating into yeah, power.
1: You at least have like some kind of a uh, a reason to keep playing. The problem with the Avengers games is that like they have the same thing where like you have like the certain skill slots you can, or the certain uh, equipment slots you unlock in Destiny they have designs for them they look different mm-hmm. they don't look different in the Avengers game oh really they give you skill but bo- like they give you stat bonuses but they look the same depending on whatever skin you're wearing like it, it does not change that and that kind of irritated me so like, okay. oh, like I mean you can take the time to d- to design some shit and give us something to look at you know what I mean like let yeah, us feel sure. that like something looks different.
0: So, especially when everybody's choosing the same cabinet characters anyway, like you got to, yeah, I
1: mean, you've only got like five or six to choose from anyway. So it's like, you know, let, let us kind of build something at, at least with like destiny. It's you're all your own guardian
2: Yeah.
1: and you get your own shit. And you, you build your own thing. Like with that, you're playing as, you know, Captain America or Thor or whatever it is. Like, let us have some, not just skins, you know, like the 20 skins that everybody can have.
2: Yeah.
1: Let us kind of build like, you know, kind of nitpick things together and like sort of piece it together and make it look like our own Thor and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe that's going to be fixed on their updates. Who knows? I mean, they already got my money. They don't give a fuck what I think. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say I did enjoy the first uh, two hours of it a lot. Pretty well done. Pretty good storytelling. Yeah. Uh, A lot of fun little tidbits. And then I just, I had to go to work so I didn't have the time to keep playing it. So, and then now at this point, uh, I have Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out. I don't give a fuck what else is happening. <laughs> and a
0: little follow up. I was already interested in Star Wars Squadrons.
1: Yeah, this looks fun.
0: But uh, now I'm even more interested because <laughs> they got some free DLC for The Mandalorian. Ooh. And you can get a baby Yoda
1: bobblehead. Ooh, nice. Oh, to put it on your little dashboard. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's look at that. I'm... Oh, yeah. Look oh, my at God. That. Yeah. That's fun. I'm totally in. Surprisingly, I haven't bought Squadrons yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Um,. I'm still waiting. I'm gonna wait for it to like drop price.
0: Yeah, I mean, it came out as a value at forty, but I mean, it, it still
1: seems like a little. much. I've been hearing a lot of people are having trouble getting into um, lobbies, like the like yeah. I guess like the matches are really hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's just not enough people playing yet, or something. I'm not sure. Could be, yeah. But I mean, I mean, maybe they'll do like a Black Friday sale and they'll put will put it up there for twenty bucks, and everybody will grab it and yeah. will be able to play it. But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, I mean, who I definitely didn't... want to check it out though. I mean, because who didn't love the like you know the. Uh, Star Wars Rebel uh, Line or Rogue Squadron and stuff like that. They were, oh, yeah. they were the most fun games ever. They were like Star Fox but better. So, yeah, like of course I want to play it. The replayability on those was insane. Oh, you just you just play them all the time. You never got tired of
0: them. Yeah, we're gonna finish up with some uh, comic book stories. Oh, I see it. This is a little write up on why Dark Knight's Death Metal mm-hmm. is not going to actually reboot the DC universe like some people would thought.
1: Oh. DC is finally going to not reboot every three years? It does
0: seem weird, yeah.
1: Are they finally pumping the brakes a little bit? Are they going to let stories build?
0: Possibly. So mm-hmm. this was a conversation with Scott Snyder, Love your him. boy, and uh, James who who's Love also very, very good. Yeah. They had a panel at New York Comic Con, and the two friends and creators reflected on their respective careers. And Snyder made it clear that one of the central themes of death metal is Wonder Woman's realization that the past matters and shouldn't be ignored or overwritten. Of course. The crux of the crossover's tagline, It All Matters. Oh. That theme is at the heart of Death Metal Number no. 4, which came out Wednesday, October 14th. Okay. And Diana leads her friends on a quest to revisit the events of 1985's Crisis on oh, Infinite Earths, shit. 2005's Infinite Crisis, and 2008's Final Crisis, and gather the crisis energy needed to repair the multiverse. Holy shit. That's a pretty big bomb drop right there, Does right?
1: Does Scott Snyder listen to our podcast?
0: I think so, maybe. it
1: sounds like it, right? Because this is the kind of shit I've been talking about here for yeah. a little bit. I don't want to toot my own horn here too much, but mm-hmm. I have been talking shit like this for a little bit now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Snyder says, uh, all these great stories you've grown up with, whether you love them or hate them, they all matter. They all happen, and they're all real. They're all part of this epic generational story. And at the end, what we do is say is all of it was material, and all of it was consequential. And now, whatever DC is going to be going forward, both narratively within the story and the characters, and as a company, because there have been a lot of changes as well, we're excited for that, and we welcome it with open arms, and we hope that it's going to be even better than what it was before. You can only move forward with that kind of faith if you're a comic fan and you look up to superheroes. Okay. So it remains to be seen how DC's changing course into 2021 in the wake of widespread layoffs and an editorial change. Uh, It's clear the company isn't using death metal as a foundation for another new 52 style reboot.
1: That's what I figured it was going to be. Yeah. A lot of people
0: did apparently. So yeah, they won't be overhauling their 80 year history or attempting another reboot. But that doesn't necessarily mean big changes aren't oh, coming. Oh,
1: there's 100% going to be crazy shit. Yeah. so I I wonder if they're going to give kind of the Marvel path where they start giving the mantle of the characters to other characters. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne won't be Batman anymore. Or, uh, Clark Kent won't be Superman anymore and things like that. Where Could be. Where those characters will still exist. They just won't have the mantle anymore. Which I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah. Well, this was a story from October the 9th. And then there was another follow-up story. On October 15th, where they start talking about Future State. So this is uh, how Superman and the DC Universe is going to evolve in 2021. Mm. So this uh, byline here is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman's legacy lives on 10 years into the future. So with Dark Knight's Death Metal wrapping up, coming into a climax here in January, it's clear that DC has something big planned for early 2021. And that's where Future State comes in. Future State's going to be a two-month event where most of the regular monthly comics will be temporarily replaced by a new lineup of limited series and one-shot specials. There's no one core future-state comic. Instead, the entire event is going to allow creators to explore the future of the DC Universe, with stories set anywhere from 2030 all the way to the end of time as we know it. Hmm. It'll conclude at the end of February, where, at which point DC's ongoing plans for the comic book line will become clear.
1: Okay. The Batman Family Books will explore Bruce Wayne's lasting legacy, Bruce himself is apparently dead in the era of Future State With Gotham now ruled by a villain Named the Magistrate And his vast surveillance network Wow, I fucking called that pretty quick didn't mm-hmm. I? Future State will introduce a new heir to the Batman name One who rises up to rally Gotham's heroes Against this new foe The previously announced Batman series From 12 Years a Slave screenwriter John Ridley And Doom Patrol artist uh, Nick Darrington Is among the stories included in the Batman family lineup Okay Yeah so I kind of called that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Other people have worn the cowl quite a few times yeah. in the DC Universe. It's going to be hard for me to be as into a Batman who's not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is one of, if not my favorite character in the DC Universe. Just Bruce, Bruce Wayne himself. I think he's just an amazing character the way he's written and what he does. And I think, I don't know, It it feels a little cheap. To just be like, well, it's gonna be Batman again. Like, just make a new name then. Just stop writing Batman. If you want to change something, stop writing Batman. You know what I mean? Or like write Batman for a month and have like to do this story or whatever, like Bruce Wayne and all that shit. Yeah. And then get a new name for the character, and just that's gonna be the new Batman. Just fucking have the balls to say it. I don't like this whole like, let's we're gonna do something new, but we're gonna keep all the old names to keep selling tickets and shit like that. It's like no, if you want to do something new. I 100% support doing something new. Yeah. But I don't support trying to write off name recognition of your other shit to do something new. Just do something new. Be creative. Let creators create. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's like my fucking tagline of this whole <laughs> goddamn podcast. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not going to talk against it. I I like comic books too much to be like, oh, I'll never fucking read a comic book again. Worst case scenario, I'll just keep reading all this shit that I've already read. Yeah. I mean, I'll always give it, like, a... Ooh, Dark Detective. I love that. That's a fucking great name. I wonder who it's... I mean, that guy's clearly drawn to look like Bruce Wayne. Although it's clear the future. I, oh, I wonder if it's Terry. Terry ooh. McGinnis, by yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always for being creative and trying new things. I don't really like... Like I've said, I don't like riding on the coattails of things that have already been created. If you want to use it for the first couple months or so to establish something and then go with it. But I mean there's no way in hell they'll ever they'll ever stop using the mantle of Batman or Superman or yeah. Wonder Woman. They're some of the most well known superheroes in the history of I mean they're like some of the first superheroes ever.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean it's kind of a bummer to know that they're like you're gonna move away from Bruce Wayne
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I like him so much as a character. But uh I mean if Jeff Johns is cool with it then I'm
2: cool with
1: it. will right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to read them. It doesn't matter. I'm yeah. going to read them. Yeah. I'll see how I feel about it.
0: And the last one's another follow-up, and goddamn, this looks so cool. So, a few months ago, we talked about The Last Ronin. Oh, yeah. As uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck yeah. So, that first issue now drops here in a couple of weeks, and uh, IGN got a preview of it. They got to read it. Got some, some mild spoilers in it, but... Uh,
1: I already read through it Because I don't care I know you don't care either no, But I'm throwing it out about, uh, there For the, the listeners
0: If you don't want okay. to know anything
1: Yeah Real quick guys are mm-hmm. going spoilers For the last Rona And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and, and Spoilers yeah.
0: Okay So mm-hmm. it's said Decades in the future New York City is now A totalitarian sci-fi hellscape Straight out of Akira Or Blade Runner <laughs> Outside the city's walls Is a radioactive wasteland Inside New York citizens Are dominated by the Foot Clan Which has only grown more powerful Since the days of Shredder the Newfoot Clan leader rules with an iron fist, relying on an army of cyborg soldiers and stockman tech creations to ensure the wealthy elite are never threatened by the 99%. <laughs> Who is the Newfoot Clan leader? None other than Oroko Hiroto, <gasps> grandson of the original Shredder. As we learn, he's the bastard sh- son of Shredder's daughter Karai. Somehow he succeeded where his grandfather failed, killing three of the four turtles and extending the clan's grip over the entire city. Issue number one shows the last surviving turtle infiltrating the city and trying to assassinate Hiroto, only to be severely wounded and forced to retreat to the sewers. Unlike Shredder, Hiroto seems content to let his minions do the heavy lifting. We also learn that Hiroto is keeping his mother preserved in cryogenic sleep.
1: <laughs>
0: so, who is the last Ronin?
1: Uh, let me see if I can guess. Raphael.
0: We learn on the final page of issue number one again, super spoilers, anybody that wants to actually read this, but I didn't care, I wanted to know so bad. It's Michelangelo. Damn!
1: Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Though.
0: He outlived his brothers and now yearns to restore his family's honor. Clearly, his days as the family's designated party dude are long behind him. Michelangelo appears to be haunted by the ghosts of his brothers, as several scenes feature him conversing with characters who linger just off-panel. After failing to kill Hiroto in the assassination attempt, Michelangelo returns to the sewers and attempts to commit seppuku with the broken remnant of Leonardo's sword, only to pass out before he can do the deed. How fucking dark is that, dude? I need this. I, I need can't this. wait. I my life. After a brief hallucination, he's reunited with his fallen brothers in their old home. Michelangelo awakens to find another familiar face of April O'Neill, who Yay. has also survived. I love her. Even if she doesn't look to be in much better shape than Mikey. But the good news is that our hero has at least one ally in his war with the Foot Clan. Uh, is it Casey Jones? Will we see other T M N T favorites oh, pop up? Tell us, okay. Like Alapax <clears throat> or Casey Jones? Is the new female turtle, Jenica part of the alternate future universe? We'll have to wait and see in future chapters. I better
1: get some fucking Casey Jones out of this. That's all. Yeah. I love Casey Jones.
0: Yeah, he's got the weapons of all his fallen yeah. brothers. Yeah, amazing.
1: See, I I don't want to sound like a douchebag. Yeah. Michelangelo was my second choice for who was left. I thought it was going to be Raph. Yeah. But Michelangelo is my second choice. I knew there was no way they were going to do Leonardo. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's just too easy. Yeah. And nobody gives a fuck about Donatello. So, <laughs> sorry, Donnie.
0: Sadly. Love you, Bubba, but come on. But, dude, that, that sounds so cool. It's amazing. I am completely all in on oh, this fuck series. Yeah, I'm
1: like 1,000% in on this. I love the idea that, look, again, that's fucking creators creating shit. We're doing something, oh, yeah. taking the same name, doing mm-hmm. something different. Like, legit different. Not just be like, let's tell the same fucking story 100 times. That's uh, all for topics. We have the topics? Do yeah. we have. We don't have any questions, do we? We have an email. We have some emails? One email. One email. Okay, all right. well, let's, uh,. Go ahead and bring in the queen of questions and the duchess of emails. Well, that works, too. Go ahead.
3: Well, as you guys were talking about earlier, Josh contacted us. First, threatening Farble's life if we didn't post more episodes. But also, a while ago, a couple... Yeah, about a month ago, he emailed us. (laughs) That's how long it's been. Uh, With his wonderful email. That he has apparently created his own drinking game, as you referenced earlier. But here's a couple little tools and, like, some rules in case you want to play along. Every time that Andrew or Zach says fair or that's fair or fair enough,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. You're going to be be wasted.
3: Oh, yeah. No, Josh is trying to fuck his life up any mention of batman yeah or any batman characters
0: yeah oh, God. hell yeah he has a death wish yeah that's what this oh, and, is.
3: He, and then he's got the nail in the coffin oh yeah okay. if you really want to get fucked up mention of the dark tower will help love you guys <laughs> keep it up wow <laughs> so if anybody wants to get shit hammered while listening to these fools enjoy also thanks josh
1: yeah way to beat josh man that's awesome buddy
0: Yeah, I mean, we do talk about Batman and Dark Tower a lot, so that's fair. It's kind of our shit. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, I mean, fuck yeah. But again, to be fair, they're joining in to listen to us talk about Batman and characters such as Harvey Dent, Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, Pamela Isley, Harley Quinn, the Joker. (laughs) Does it count with all of our Joker
0: talk from the earlier part of the episode? Oh
1: my god, I don't, well... If you ask me, no, because that movie had nothing to do with Batman. All right, so you if you took you drinks
0: either. for that, you fuckers, you'd take them back right now. Yeah. Spit them out.
1: But you know who does count? Who is that? Uh, Lucius Fox. That's who uh, would count. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe a little uh, Alfred Pennyworth. Mm. We did say Martha and Thomas Wayne. I think those ones would would count.
0: Okay. So drink those back up that you spit yeah, out earlier. Yeah, drink
1: those ones. And then there's, uh, oh, I don't know, Jim Gordon. Hey, Barbara that, Gordon.
3: Uh, what's that book series you like a lot?
1: The Witcher. The Witcher? <laughs> it's literally Oh, oh, you're talking about Stormlight Archives. Yeah, I've been reading that. It's pretty good. <laughs> Love
0: I've, you, Emma.
1: I've, I've already mentioned the Dark Tower earlier today, so I didn't or earlier in this podcast, because Amazon's doing a TV show, but I know what you did last summer, so fuck you. Um, anyway, fucking way to be, Josh, top-notch. Fucking awesome shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, keep writing up some rules, man. We'll, we'll keep reading them. We'll keep it going. If anybody else has any rules, send them in. Let's see if we can get a decent A to Z drinking game going on. That'd be fun.
0: Especially because a lot of people were listening to this when they were working, so that'd be great.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, you can listen to it whenever you want. You don't have to just do it when you're working. You can listen to it twice. Who cares? Keep, keep listening to it. Keep it on autoplay and just turn your phone down to silent and go to sleep. I don't care. I oh. need the fucking listens. I need the goddamn revenue. Gotta keep it going. I gotta fucking... I gotta pay for all these fucking bullshit goddamn... Motherfucking updates that Marvel Avengers is gonna come with. <laughs> what I'm not gonna play that like anyway. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, is that it? Are we good? I think so. Yeah. Uh, did we Did we get it all?
0: That's all I got.
1: Okay. Well, I am sorry that it took so long to get another episode, guys. I apologize very much. Um, I also want to
0: apologize because it's gonna be another six weeks after we record this before you hear it, probably.
1: So. Yeah, this one is gonna kind of a long one. So yeah. you have to you're gonna have to trim the fat a little bit. Yeah thank you guys so much again for listening as always make sure to uh follow us both on twitter you can find andrew uh at big guy acv you can also follow me on twitter at melch knows best that's m-e-l-c-h knows best yeah follow us both you know we pretty much do what we do here but in text format plus memes so it's it's pretty top notch yeah also make sure to follow the Show on Twitter. Our social media manager, Emma, will take care of all of that. At the A to Z show. And then we also have an email that I thought we checked regularly. Apparently we didn't. Sorry about that, Josh. I apologize, buddy. I will do my best to stay right. on top of it.
3: We hadn't recorded since he sent it.
1: That is true. We also hadn't recorded. I should still pay attention to it, so I'm sorry about that. I'll make sure to. Yeah, you can send us an email, and that's. A2Z show dot ask at gmail dot com. But yeah, other than that, I think we're all pretty well set. Make sure uh, you guys go out and love each other. Do your best to not um, get invited onto a talk show and shoot somebody in the face. Okay. And above all, Batman, Robin, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Joker, Two Face. Penguin. Bane. (laughs) Drink up, bitches. Let's go.